Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of the Worth More podcast. I am your host, Cami Bleece, and yet again, just so excited and honored that you are listening and that I get to be talking to you today about something that I think a lot of us can struggle with and would always want to improve in, and of course, that is our confidence. But as I started digging into this idea of confidence, I ran across a definition and then some other definitions that really helped shape the way that I looked at how this word applied to my life and how I viewed myself. And I'm really excited to dig into that today because actually there are three main kind of ways that we sort of look at ourselves, our self-esteem, our confidence, and our body image. And I think it's really important to understand the difference between the three and then how we can really build ourselves up so that we have a more positive self-esteem, we are more confident in different areas of our lives, and we also have a more positive body image. So I hope after this episode, you are feeling just encourage and inspire to really start seeing yourself in a new light and prioritizing that mental aspect and this desire to really see yourself the way that I know you want to see yourself. So I'm really excited to discuss this today. And of course, before we jump in, how do I feel worthy this week? I think that's been something that, you know, some weeks it's definitely harder than others to come up with something specific that I do feel like I did or am doing to feel worthy. And honestly, for myself, it's been spending time with new people and with strangers, sort of, but I've been really lucky to meet some incredible people through Instagram and through friend date setups of friends of friends kind of thing, and I have been having lots of lunches and coffee and workout sessions with strangers, and I think that a time in my life I might have been really uncomfortable to do this or nervous because how will they perceive me? How will they perceive my job or my body or my training or all these other things? And what I've been able to do is to really step into these moments and know, okay, like this could become a friend, this could become a connection, this could become just a nice lunch that I got to do on a Wednesday to break up my day without the expectation of what it has to become or what I have to be for them. I can show up more truly as myself. And I've gotten a lot of practice doing that. I've gotten a lot of practice in a brand new city, kind of explaining who I am and what I do and why I do it. And it has really reminded me that in each of these moments where I am unknown, that I get a chance to remind myself that I'm worthy to follow these dreams, that I remind myself that I'm worthy to still show up if they don't get it or even if they do. And it's been a really beautiful experience to create new friendships and new memories and new connections and just continuing to remind myself that even as we get older, even as we go to new places and we don't have the community that we used to, that we are still worthy of showing up and putting ourselves out there. And there will be people that see us. There will be people that love us. There will be people that want to be around us. And that has been something I've had to continue to remind myself as I continue to put myself out there. So if you are nervous about doing that, I strongly encourage you to get on a friend date setup and meet a new friend and kind of 
practice sort of explaining who you are, what you're about, what you think your purpose is in this world, where you see yourself going. It's a really amazing experience to get to explain that to someone and to really open a dialogue about it. So I encourage you to try and do that this week and hopefully you'll feel more excited to do it because you'll be feeling more confident after this episode. So let's go ahead and jump on in. So I've been reading this book, Beyond Beautiful, and it's kind of what got me thinking about the difference between what our self-esteem is, our confidence, and our body image. And I think most of us kind of show up and we're like, okay, I want to feel more confident. And we kind of bucket all of these things into this one general idea. But actually, they are three different parts. And when we can start to see them as these individual parts, then we can realize the areas in which you might feel like, oh, I'm kind of good here, or wow, this is the area that I'm really struggling with that I didn't realize. And for myself, it took me a while to realize that it wasn't necessarily my self-esteem and it wasn't necessarily my confidence, but a lot of my insecurity was very much so rooted in my body image. And that is where a lot of the passion and the heart and the research has come from because I realized that these three things are very different from each other. And you might struggle with a couple of these areas, you might struggle with one, or you might just feel like you are riding high and you're doing good in all these areas. Whatever it is, I think it's still important to understand the difference. So I've kind of pulled out the definitions from this book, Beyond Beautiful, and I'm going to kind of read the way that they said it because I do think I really enjoyed how it was framed and it really helped me understand the differences. So basically, if you're starting with your self-esteem, that's pretty much your general opinion about your worth as a person. It is a product of all the messages that you've internalized about yourself and the various groups that you belong to. So someone with a healthy esteem knows that they have flaws, just like everyone else, but they generally think of themselves as a good person who's worthy of being loved, respected, and treated well. Now, people with an unhealthy self-esteem are very critical of themselves and tend to focus mainly on their mistakes and their weaknesses while at the same time downplaying positive experiences. So when you look at kind of your self-esteem, you realize it's this much broader, bigger picture, and it's not necessarily rooted in like one idea but sort of this whole picture that you have of yourself and this understanding of like, I'm not perfect, you're not perfect, but like we're still worthy of like respecting each other, treating each other kindly and so on. But if you're really struggling with your self-esteem, then all you can see are your mistakes. All you can see are your weaknesses. And even when you do something great, it's still not good enough because here's all your weaknesses. So maybe you have now you're kind of seeing like oh okay like yeah I I definitely can see I have a higher self-esteem or I have a low self-esteem so that's kind of the definition and the working definition of self-esteem now when we move into confidence in contrast to self-esteem confidence has little to do with how much value or how much you value yourself but rather how much you believe you can do things well So confidence is very often specific and most always earned. And you feel confident, let's say, in your spelling because you've been practicing your spelling since preschool. Or you feel confident in making a very specific dish for dinner because you've made it a hundred times before with very good success. 
Now, conversely, you may not feel confident with your spelling if you're learning a brand new language or confident making a certain dish if you've never heard of half the ingredients. So in the best case scenarios, your confidence will actually turn into what's considered kind of this global confidence where you feel like you can learn or figure most things out. And actually a Stanford psychologist, Carol Dweck, calls this a growth mindset. So you kind of see like, okay, I've been able to do this, this, and this pretty well. I feel like I have a lot of things that I feel like I do well. I probably could figure most things out. So confidence has very, very little, if anything at all, to do with the value we place on yourself and more so how many times we've done something, done it well, and kind of created this overall growth mindset. So that's confidence, which I, when I read that, I was like, wow, that's not at all how I would have necessarily defined confidence. I would have defined confidence as this sort of big overall picture of self-esteem and body image and confidence bucketed as one. So that's self-esteem, that's confidence, and then we move into body image. And body image is the portion of your overall self-esteem that relates to your appearance. So just like the rest of your self-esteem, your body image is based on all the messages that you picked up about your appearance from early childhood on, as well as messages about your type of look, right? So how many times have you heard, what do they say about blondes? or people with acne, or pear-shaped bodies, or so on. You have all these ideas about your type. And psychologists believe that body image makes up on average one-third of a person's self-esteem, but it can definitely vary. So it's really interesting to read these definitions and realize that how you feel about your looks, how you feel about your appearance, actually has nothing to do with your confidence. And... I do think that this is an important thing to distinguish because so often we're Googling how to feel more confident or we're trying to figure out how to essentially feel better about ourselves and it has nothing to do with our, you know, our appearance and the external work of doing things well and everything to do with kind of this internal narrative. And I loved this quote by Gloria Steinem, and she said, self-esteem isn't everything, it's just that there's nothing without it. So if you've been neglecting your self-esteem, or if you've been neglecting your body image, then over time, you're eventually going to have sort of this deficit in all these areas, right? You're not going to feel confident, you're not going to feel good about yourself, and it just sort of snowballs. But honestly, the truth is you aren't actually unhappy with your body because the way your thighs or your tummy or your face looks. You're unhappy because the millions of messages that have been drilled into you about your thighs and your tummy and your face, and they they could have any effect on your happiness to begin with. So instead of further advertising beauty as the magic bullet that we're all looking for as the only path to confidence, We need to start actually sending and receiving the message that confidence is an inside job. So instead of encouraging women to spend more time and energy and money on their appearance, we need to help them feel worthy and happy when they go out in a bikini or without makeup or post-pregnancy, regardless of how much they happen to fit into the current beauty ideal. 
Because the road to confidence is, has nothing to do with fixing your appearance and everything to do with fixing your mindset. And that's why, as a personal trainer, I also have been working and do try and work very much so on the internal narrative, the internal dialogue that is happening within each of my clients. Because after a while of helping people lose weight for years, I realized, wow, like they're not as confident as they thought they would be, or I wasn't as confident as I thought I would be. And yet we had been told that we would all be so much happier if we looked a certain way. And I can tell you when you get to that point where you look how you think you're supposed to look, the crazy thing is you don't feel as happy as you were told you were going to feel. But the reality is, is that is because it has nothing to do with what's on the outside and everything to do with what's on the inside. So if you have been chasing after diets or chasing after fitness routines or certain type of wardrobe or a certain type of skincare or whatever it is that makes you feel like you'll feel more confident if you could just fix this area or if you could just deal with this area, I kind of hate to break it to you, but that isn't going to work and that isn't going to be the key. What actually is going to work and what actually is going to help you is to realize that you have to dig in, that you have to do a slightly longer journey, a slightly maybe more uncomfortable journey that you can't just swipe your credit card for or slip on a dress and feel a hundred times better for. Because at the end of the day, it's like a band-aid. If you keep just putting this little band-aid over a deeper issue, there's going to get to a point where you're so far covered in band-aids and you're never fully healed that you just don't even know where to start. So instead of fixating on how you can be more confident and doing very specific things well, we need to start looking at the overall picture that we have of ourselves. And I think that that starts with four different kind of key things that you can do to help through that process. So these are going to, I'm going to use kind of confidence slightly interchangeably because I think it is a good umbrella bucket. But at the end of the day, like you know for yourself where those areas are for you that you're struggling. And maybe you don't feel confident in your ability to do much. And these tips will help. And maybe you don't feel like your body image is where you want it to be and you're very critical. These will still help. You have to decide for yourself where you kind of need to spend the most time and just start. So the first tip or step or key, I don't know what I want to call it right now, is that you have to realize that you are more than your body. This is so huge and so important and it is so complicated Because especially as women, we've essentially been told from a very young age to be modest or to, you know, that we're being sexualized or this is how we're supposed to look and we're never supposed to age and that's why we have to cover up all these things or this is how you're supposed to look as a mom. This is how you're supposed to look as a wife. This is how you're supposed to look as a trainer. But when you can realize that you are more than your body... It just becomes another part of what makes you, you. It doesn't define you. It doesn't dictate if you have a good or a bad day. 
just part of you. And that's why body neutrality is also really important to get to. And that's just, I, I talked about body neutrality just a few episodes ago because I realized when I'm telling people, you know, like it's important to work towards loving your body and caring for it, that the first step in that process or kind of the first benchmark that you get to is actually a feeling of neutral. And if you can let your body be neutral, then you don't have this morality around it. You're not going to have a good or bad day or you're not a good or bad person based on your weight, based on your fat, based on your wrinkles or your cellulite. Your body is just your body. So that is the first mindset shift you need to start allowing yourself to make. The second thing that I think kind of goes along with this is It's important to have statements that you say to yourself when kind of your inner mean girl creeps in and starts to make her move. So when you're trying to distance your worth from your body and you're trying to tell yourself like, it's okay that I had to buy a bigger pair of jeans. It's okay that I'm bigger than my friend. It's okay that I'm whatever. Your inner mean girl, we all got them, or your inner critic or whatever you want to call it is going to creep in. And you have got to figure out how to create a conversation or commentary back to that. Because at the end of the day, she's been doing a lot of talking and it's a lot of nonsense. And it's not grounded in truth. It's not grounded in reality. Again, it is grounded in these messages that you've been receiving for years and years and years that have just built up. So it's not actually factual. It's just based in this current reality and diet culture that we live in. So ideally what you're wanting to do is when you hear kind of that critic creep in, you want to make it a neutral statement. So you don't want to like argue with it, but you essentially want to kind of get it to neutral or just challenge it with a more positive statement. I think it's really important as often as you can to shift it from I am to I feel. I ams are really important affirmation statements, but if you're saying I am blank and it's negative, that's not productive. That's not helpful. So rather than saying like, I am hideous, you can say I feel hideous, but that doesn't mean that you are. So start by trying to say you feel a certain way, but that doesn't mean you are a certain way. Another thing you can do is remind yourself if you're kind of feeling nervous about going out in a swimsuit or nervous about an event and about a dress you might have to wear. Start by saying something, it's not my job to look as skinny as possible. I have better things to do. And maybe you can continue on with that statement. Let's say you're, like I posted an Instagram recently And I talked about the fact that I really wanted to go, I was on a run, I was really hot, and I wanted to take off my shirt so that I could just wear my sports bra, but I wasn't wearing my most like high-rise flattering pants, and I was just not feeling my best, but I was hot. And I had to remind myself that it is not my job to look as skinny as possible when I run. I have better things to do on this run than worry how skinny I am. And I deserve to feel cool and refreshed and feel better while I'm running. So off the top went and I moved forward. But I had to have that conversation with myself. I assure you I have these conversations with myself because my inner mean girl is not nice. And we have had to put her in her place more than once. But it becomes easier. 
And slowly over time, you kind of know the things that you need to say to yourself to remind you of what's true and what's real and what isn't. So, or maybe you're feeling like you're worthless and you don't feel like you can do something well. Maybe all it is is a simple, I am intelligent, compassionate, and headed for big things. And I will not let this blank define me. If it doesn't work for them or if it's not the right fit or whatever, then that's what's meant to be. So come up with statements. And the easiest way you can do that is pay attention to kind of the most critical thoughts that come up. And then from there, you'll kind of have an arsenal of like, okay, I typically know these are the not nice things I say to myself. These are the things that I say back to that. Another great way is having a confidence role model. So this is key step or tip (laughs) number three. And I think this is kind of a fun idea because sometimes we can get really inspired by others around us. And I do think that social media or our connectivity as a culture can be used for good. And if you can use it to find someone who really inspires you to be a better person, to be more confident, to be more joyful, then use them as a confidence role model. We had those as kids, right? Like, didn't you have this like older role model who you're like, I just want to be just like them when I grow up. We still can have those people and they don't have to be older than us. They can be a friend. They can be a sibling. They could be a fictional character or a celebrity. It doesn't matter. But if there's someone who you're like, hmm, she just exudes confidence and I want to be more like her or she just exudes this truth of knowing her worth and knowing who she is and leans into that very well, I want to be more like her. So you need to come up with your confidence role model. And whenever you're in a situation where you're feeling like you're lacking confidence or you feel like you want to hold yourself back from something, you need to ask yourself, what would blank do? Right? We've heard this before. I definitely had the WWJD bracelet. But in this instance, you need to find a confidence role model and who that person is that can inspire you. Right now, I'm loving Tiffany Haddish. She is just on fire. She's hilarious. She's goofy. She's fun. I also love Arya Stark, Kristen Bell. These people really are just confident in who they are and what they have to offer. And those are just some people that I randomly thought of off the top of my head. But come up with what works for you. The final key is working through an idea of a confidence ladder model. So basically, let's say you're trying to feel more confident in a certain area. You're trying to feel more confident, um, you know, going out to the beach or going to a certain dance class or going to a certain event or whatever it is. The thing that so many of us feel the pressure to do is essentially just like jump in and pray for the best. And sometimes you kind of just like stand at the shore too long and you need a good shove. But in this instance, let's just say that you have the time to take your time. And especially when it comes to building up your confidence, when especially when it comes to building up your self-esteem, it's worth being intentional about the steps that you take to get there. So you don't want to just jump in and get overwhelmed. You want to dip your toe in the water and essentially see like, okay, the world didn't end. Nothing bad happened. You can go a little further and a little further until someday you're just like splish splashing in that water and it's no longer this fearful place that it used to be. 
So basically what you do with a confidence ladder is you list gradually harder activities that you can face one at a time. And you can use this tactic to overcome kind of any avoidance habits that you might have or just anything that you're sort of holding yourself back from and you need to essentially take baby steps. Or maybe you're trying to create a new habit and you need to, again, create very small baby steps so that each of these steps you can encounter a win and you can say, okay, like this felt good. I did well. I feel confident doing that. And you move on to step two. So let's say, for example, you are trying to get confident enough to take a certain like dance class or something. Well, instead of just like jumping into the dance class and feeling embarrassed if you don't do well, just start off at the gym by like walking on the treadmill. Look around, pay attention, see what people are doing, and you kind of realize, like, no one cares that you're walking on the treadmill, sister. You're just walking. Everybody's there to do their own workout, and you just need to show up for you, too. So you walk on the treadmill for however long until you're like, okay, I feel pretty good on the treadmill. I think I'm ready for step two. And maybe step two for you is you take a short, simple class, like a stretching class or just something where it's a group activity, you see other people doing things, you yourself are in the room doing things, but it's not something that intimidates you a lot. So now you've moved from treadmill to a short, simple class. Then if you're ready to finally join the dance class, stay in the back, stay in the corner, stay hidden. It's okay, it's totally fine. And do that for as long as you can till you eventually feel like, okay, I'm going to move up a row or I'm going to move up to the front. And you wiggle, wiggle, wiggle and you dance and you realize that, wow, I feel so good and I wouldn't have felt this way if I had just forced myself into this. Sometimes it's okay to take baby steps, but you have to be willing to take the time to go on this journey. That's why I love, and we'll talk about the compound effect of Darren Hardy and his book, Till the Cows Come Home, because it is truly more valuable to do something small day after day after day, rather than trying to do something big that is unsustainable. So this is the confidence ladder. So you need to look and think of, okay, what's something that I really want to feel more confident doing? And then you slowly kind of backtrack and say, okay, where's like the baseline that I can start? And then where's one step ahead of that? And one step ahead of that. But this world and this life is so needing more of us to be consciously and actively living it and to joyfully show up. And we can't do that if we're insecure and holding ourselves back and feeling not good enough. So we have to be willing to do the internal work necessary so that we can show up and take advantage of this life that is a gift. So when it comes to trying to feel more confident, maybe it's not about you feeling confident in a specific task. Maybe it's realizing that there's something going on with your self-esteem that you haven't dealt with, or there's something going on with your body image that you haven't dealt with, or maybe It is that you just need to try something new and prove to yourself that you can learn a new task, you can learn a new skill, and you can reestablish that confidence in yourself. But either way, it is important to realize that you are so much more than what the world has said about you. And you're so much, life has so much more to offer than what we're told will bring us that joy and happiness. But you've got to stop asking them for the answers and dig in with yourself 
and say, okay, this hasn't been working and I'm tired of it not working and I'm ready for something that works. I'm ready for something that's different. And if you're ready for something that's different, then I cannot challenge you enough to start digging in and to start turning in and see what's going on inside. So don't forget the four keys. You got to realize you're worth more than your body. Have those statements to say to yourself when that inner mean girl creeps in. Find your confidence role model and then work up your confidence ladder. You can do this. You can feel worthy. You can feel good enough, but you've got to start and you've got to start somewhere. And it's important for you to realize on whatever path that you're on where you need to start. So get going. Figure out what that is. Let me know who your confidence role model is. Maybe I'll steal them from you. Maybe I'll copy you, whatever you need. But do it. Do something today that gets you one step closer. That's your first step on your confidence ladder. Just start. Just start today. You can absolutely do it. You are beyond worthy of taking that time and that energy. And I hope you have an incredible day. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast if you enjoy it. It means so much to me. I love hearing what you're saying. And until next time, I hope you have an incredible day. Bye, you guys.